When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alright guys, how's it going? Um, Damon will be, he'll love to hear this. Welcome to episode number 22 of the Always Race Day podcast, the Joey Logano episode, uh, undoubtedly. I'm a, I'm a huge fan, and congrats to uh, David Smith uh, from Motorsports Analytics. I'm getting a job with uh, Raj Fenway-Keslowski uh, doing analytics for him. This is the second analytics person I know that's gotten off to a hot start with his new team. The other one, uh, Michael Egley. I don't know how to say his last name. Uh, but Michael was a manager for Iowa State basketball. And they went 12-0 to start. Now, Raj Fenway-Keslowski is 2-0 in races that aren't exhibitions. Yep. But anyways, how are you, Damon? I'm pretty good, man. Uh, got to see some, got to see some interesting, interesting racing tonight. And um, outside the fact that we got another three inches of snow and got snowed in today, pretty good. I love Damon's in Missouri. We don't. We haven't even gotten snow up here. It was 50 up here last night. It got hotter yeah. as the day went on, and then at night it was hotter. Yeah. I know it was 66 degrees last night when I walked out of the Iowa state, Missouri duel, a uh, wrestling duel at, at the university. How was that and, to be at? Oh, it's pretty cool. It's cool atmosphere. Um, me and about 20 other Iowa state fans in the whole building, but it was, uh, it was cool. Plus the Missouri uh, wrestling championships are this weekend and they have them there at Mizzou arena. So it's across the street from where we were. So there's a lot of families from Missouri there. And so it made it a little bit better. And it was senior night and all that fun stuff. But yeah, it's cool. Missouri, beat Missouri on senior night, beat them in another freaking sport, and they still refused to present the conference And you know, they I had think. to come they had to come crawling back to the Big Twelve to get in for wrestling, mind you. I would think the very least they could do is just give it to us for a little bit. Well. You would think I, I, I just want I want a drunk selfie with it. That's all I want. It's I've selfie. contemplated going into the football offices and just walking out with it. <laughs> I don't think that uh, they would like that too well. You no, know, with our luck, it would it would say motorsports podcaster steals trophy. Yep. <laughs> Completely, like would not affect your other job. Either. Right. Like, right. That would be all on on our. Podcast. It would be all on this show because this is what we talk about. <laughs> let's uh we'll get into the uh dual z daytona tonight um man uh, well, how are you doing you asked me how are you doing I, i'm i'm doing great it's it's been a fun week um went on a date tuesday it was nice oh boy things, things are going well in the social life oh boy better than mine <laughs> so there you go if this one doesn't work i'm just not I'm just alleviating myself from chasing <laughs> after that for like two years. It's uh, there's been so much this week, man, and uh, duels tonight. Just 
everything's coming together. We got three more days of like go hard, go hard, and then yep. I can get like two days of like catch up work done. And then gets into into some consistency. Yeah, absolutely. Uh it'll be nice to have, you know, that kind of cycle of stuff down. But mm-hmm. anyways, what a it was a peaceful 119 laps on the night. No, no one did anything dumb. No one uh, made a move that you're you're just sitting there like, I cannot believe that you even thought like that thought would come into your head to do that in that situation. Um, and then uh, give it to lap 60 of the uh, second duel. And Joey Logano did just that. That was undoubtedly, and I tweeted this, but the dumbest move that I've ever seen him make. Um, for sure. There's been some dumb moves in racing. There's there's a lot of dumb moves, right? But when you I mean when you watch as many races as we do, there's a crap ton of just like why would you do that? But I think finishing finishing a race to start fourth in the Daytona five hundred compared to tenth, that that might be the dumbest one. I don't know if I'm ready to say that or if I'm overreacting. It just might it might be. I knew we were going to be on this, so I um, I kind of held off on actually tweeting back to it. But the f- I don't know if it is the dumbest move that he's made in his career because he's made a lot of really dumb moves, especially early Joey made a lot of really dumb moves. Um, it is one of probably a top ten, top five in Joey's. Okay, but what do you think? What do you think is dumber than wrecking a car when you have a shortage on cars to start six spots higher in a race where it doesn't matter when you start? You know, I completely get it. I'm not not denoting the fact whatsoever. And I'm not trying. Like I don't. I can't think of a a move. I can't think of a situation even that's like dumber than what he did there. I don't know. Just. Young you're you're older than me, so you probably have better memories of what he did early in his career. But. Young Joey wrecking, you know, Kevin and, and – Was Danica and, Patrick in those races? Yeah. That would explain yep. why I didn't notice Joey making any dumb moves. Right, right. <laughs> you know, so young young Joey wrecking, you know, like Kevin early in his career and getting in, in the fight with, with Kenseth at – Kansas that trickled into Martinsville. I mean, those were those are pretty dumb. That that dumb is videos. actually a very fun video. So I mean that 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 wreck was one of my. I, it's uh, still one of the. We race in Martinsville three times a year. I wish Martinsville and Bristol. You just want to you just want to race at all the you just want to make a thirty six uh, track short track schedule. Oh man. I've turned into the things I've complained about. <laughs> yep, one hundred percent. But I do have more short tracks. More short tracks. I'm on. I'm on the train. I'm on the train. I wanna. I wanna alleviate that. People, I, dude. I I had two tweets. Hold on. Let me pull these up. The responses. I'm just. Once we're like bigger, and I get more than two tweets in reaction to something, then it'll be a lot different. Regardless, just, it was I'll still a dumb move. But one of them said. Uh, do, do, do. Did he delete it? Is it the one that says... He said, okay, one, one says car shortages or not, 
that's the way he races. He blocks all the time, always has, always will. Super, super dumb, hate the guy. And then Which the next is- one says, I don't think so. He was going for the win in a race. That's why I like him, because he took the risk of winning or losing. Reminds me of someone, I think his name is Dale Earnhardt Sr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The difference. Seriously. Okay, let me let me go real quick on this. The difference in Joey Logano and Dale Earnhardt Sr. is Dale Earnhardt Sr. is not going to put himself in jeopardy of a fourth-place finish or fourth-place starting spot in a rate in the in the Daytona 500, he's not going to put himself in a in a jeopardized spot and wreck where Logano throws a massive block. Dale only threw blocks that he knew he was going to make. It's uh, it's about six championships and a uh, a resistance to take a joke. Uh, if you didn't know, Joey Logano blocked a uh, major podcast host uh, in the media um, for calling him Slowy Slogano. Still love it. So yeah, if anyone ever, if anyone sees him in a dark alley, I'm not saying maybe say it, but that's the other thing. What intimidates you about Joey Logano? I would say that to his face. No I might problem. just, I might walk up and be like, "Hey, Slowy, what's up?" <laughs> if we ever, I promise y'all, if we ever get him on the podcast, I'll open with that. I will, I will introduce him as Slowy Logano. Can you add me after the fact? I want to hear the wholesome reaction. Yeah, we can just put your video wanna... off, and he won't even know the difference. Perfect. Yeah. My, Man, my... He's, it... so if you didn't watch, if you didn't watch the race, or you didn't hear about this yet, or you're watching uh, USAC in the World of Atlas Late Models right now, Joey was leading um, the second duel. Nothing had happened all night. I had to change my damn story. I had the story half written um before we were going to record this i had to change the whole damn thing because the lead was like it was a pretty tame night at daytona Mm -hmm. nothing happened nothing out of the ordinary um and they're in a four car pack in the lead in the second duel and chris busher went to the inside coming off turn two and joey logano looked in his mirror or his backup camera that clear picture it's like this guy is moving to the inside and he admitted after the race, he went to block it. So if you're mad about anything I'm saying, I'm criticizing the words that he said. Joey. Actually, I'm not actually, criticizing the words, the decision, but the, the words he said back it up. Go ahead. Joey actually came out and said that he was the one with that made the mess up. Like he yep. was the one that screwed up, which Joey Logano hardly ever does that. So I, I will this, never, I will never harp on anyone for admitting their mistake. That was very right. big of him. And that right. I, I am appreciative towards that. It can be a dumb move and it can be his dumbest move. Mm-hmm. And he's not a terrible person. I will harp on him for blocking someone for calling him Slowy Slogano on a podcast where, hey, if you want to get new fans into NASCAR and get new people into NASCAR and more attention on the sport, that's a podcast you want to be on. Mm-hmm. Pardon my take if you don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, do better basically, but also it was very big of him to admit that, and that's that goes a ways. Still a dumb move. People make mistakes, and that's all right, but I'm still going to call it a dumb move, if that makes sense. Yeah. There's, there's this weird thing with people online and things you say where if you say one thing, they kind of assume that you mean – the opposite 
mm-hmm. is false or the, you know, nothing's black and white. Right. I guess is what I'm trying. I'm talking like in a circle right now until you start talking. Damon. Well, you know, the, the thing about Logano is, like I said, he never or hardly ever admits his own mistakes. It's always been somebody else's fault. And I think that's why a lot of people don't like him is because of that. But for him to actually come out and say, hey, uh, yeah, I screwed up. This was my my fault. Okay, that makes it a little bit better moving forward for his own case. But, yeah, it's still it's still a really dumb, dumb decision, really dumb block. And, you know, like, like you had said, what's the difference between, you know, starting on the outside of row two versus the outside of row four? Because the thing about it is, had he not made that block, yes, Busher and McDowell were lined up, but the fourth car in line there was Harrison Burton, who's an affiliate to Penske. So you know Harrison's not going to let Logano hang out to dry. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it just – and I'm trying to go through it in my head right now. It just doesn't make sense how you could look at that situation and think to do that. Yeah, especially – and like you had said at the beginning, with the way – the supply chains currently sit with the way, I mean, Joey has a backup car. They pulled it off the trailer already, but still that doesn't necessarily mean that the car that is sitting on the trailer wasn't getting ready to go to Vegas in three weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Other stuff kind of from Daytona uh, of the open cars, Greg Biffle um, and Kaz Grala made the race if you would have told me that before i wouldn't have been surprised as far as driver talent kind of goes like i figured greg biffle would be right there he seems to have never lost a touch i didn't know until tuesday that greg biffle was actually racing in the race now a lot of stuff came together really late Mm -hmm. so i was he even said though he even said that this team is like two weeks old as far as all the guys on it and the crew and everything is like they all just met each other two weeks ago. Yeah. And that's in that the money team, or I think they're calling it the money team racing. It's Floyd Mayweather's team. Yep. Um, Weird name, but that's, you know, do you, what do you Uh, expect from the guy? Kaz Grala said after the race that came together in 35 days. Yep. What? So he passed, he got in on the last lap. That was insane. Yeah, I'm. He was. He got busted for speeding, um, and then somehow, some way, well, not somehow, some way, what happened? And they actually interviewed JJ Yaley on MRN um, after the race. They interviewed him about it, and he was push. He was being pushed by BJ McLeod all day, right? And that whole whole duel. Well. What happened at the end is they ended up catching up with Daniel Hemrick, who's driving a colleague car, who is um, an affiliate with Kaz Grala, who drives, you know, who has been driving colleagues cup car a few races and, and so, so on and so forth. So Hemrick was essentially trying to get in line with, with Yaley or whatever. And JJ said he had his hand out the window or whatever. Well, it's, it 
ended up slowing up Yaley, and here comes the pack that that Grala caught onto the back of, full of Chevys, that group that Larson and Chase and all those guys were in. Um, they came trucking on by, and uh, that's how that's how Grala got by on the last lap. I am kind of pissed that uh, something actually happened because I was going to start the pro- the plan for me was to start the podcast with like those duels were boring. We should put a jump on the backstretch. Oh my god! I just wanted to see your face when I said it, but it's not as authentic. It pretty. I mean, from what I thought was going to happen, pretty eventful night. I mean, it, it's it is literally what you expected. No, like for anybody who's I didn't, expect, any sort- I didn't expect a champion in the last five years to make a move like that. A guy that complains all the time about people blocking. Right, right. Regar- besides the Joey crash at the end, everything else, the first 119 laps, it went about what we kind of expected. The slow cars were slow. Fast cars were fast. They Teams, the uh, manufacturers still pitted together when when they wanted to. And on top of that, you add in the fact that there is a limited amount of cars, so everybody took it easy for the most part. It all went chalk, basically what we expected. Yeah. Um, Outside of Roush Fenway Kozlowski deciding they were going to show up and, and start racing this week. Yeah, I said on KXNO today that if I didn't mention Brad Keselowski, I was going to hear it from Damon. Yeah, well, guess what? You're going to start hearing it. I told you Brad is a plate racer from day one. That's why he won the race. It doesn't matter. It it puts him on the inside of row two. I saw it's Jeff Gordon win a pole and win this race. Like, the race doesn't do anything for you. It, you're right, but it gives him confidence that his car is good in the draft. His car can run out front. And he can pass somebody when need to. He basically power moved Blaney in that race. Yeah, that was scary too. It's <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? He power moved Blaney in three. So, I mean, that it, it shows that the car is is there for them to run. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean next week when they go to California that he's going to drop back to twentieth or anything like that. But for this week in particular. Having that guy in your car is a good thing. What uh, what other stuff did you kind of notice or, or uh, take away from uh, those two races that you think can apply um, to Sunday? It, it was something that was actually pointed out by Nick Yeoman on Twitter is the fact of the Fords, again, have a flatter nose than the Chevys and Toyotas do, and they're able to link up a little bit easier than what we have seen even i think even last year when they were when they had flat noses um but i think that they're able to link up a little bit push each other a little bit better you saw the the bumper cam of of blaney and the bumper cam of logano and how many times do we see keselowski busher just beating on the back bumper and nobody got out of shape whatsoever so i think the fords are going to be the the storyline going into Sunday. Do you think they can link up as well? Because they can't push. Right. I think they can. I think they'll link up. You you saw it today. 
Um, and bright, and bright, for the people that don't know, for can't push, I mean, the, the bumpers, the back bumpers of the car. So right. if you hit someone at the wrong angle, you are screwed. But it, I, if you're squared up, you should be able to bump. Right. You just can't lock up. I think we'll see the, I think we'll see the Fords get together, um, especially early. Like I think that first um, break that they take or the first pit that they take, not even the first stage break, because they'll have to stop at one point. I think you'll see the, the Fords find ways to link up right away like that. Um, You know, Larson led for 30 some laps in an all Chevy freight train out front, but you know, once once they made that first stop, all the Fords were together, and that's all they needed. They took two times. Right. That's the other thing that's going to be surprising. At least, okay, so I didn't think the pit stops were going to get faster because of the fuel intake. Mm-hmm. But tonight it appears that the pit stops are a little bit faster. Yes, for those that have it figured out, they're a little bit faster by tenths of a second, and I do like that. That's fine. Right, everyone. I'm a I'm a five lug nut guy. Uh, I, I did come out of the closet tonight uh, as a forward numbers guy. I'm the so teams right. the teams that know how to design it. Right. Let's uh, okay. we'll talk about that in a sec. But, but the lug nut thing it it does not it did not change the pit stop by more than four tenths of a second. I think Larson's uh, badass pit stop that won in the championship. I think that was like eleven eight. Yep, they were doing a mid elevens tonight on four tire changes. So what will be interesting to see is when teams take tires because in that thirty lap run or whatever that those teams did, they said that there was no tire wear whatsoever on them so i'd like to see i'd like to see new york racing uh just leave them on i i mean throw the pit viper car out front and i'm talking about two different teams i know i know what i'm doing but throw it out (laughs) throw out just throw your chips to the center and see if you get lucky lightning mcqueen this deal Hey, maybe Goodyear made too good of a tire. Let's do this thing. Well, that's yeah. So it'll be interesting. That's going to be one thing is is when do teams elect to take tires, and how does that affect the end of the race? Um, as far as you know, because here lately it, it seems like, but these plate races or former plate races have come down to like a gas mileage race, which is weird. Yeah. Um... Give me a gas mileage race. I'd love, I'd love to see it. Honestly, I think I'm it'll be. Kidding. I think it'll be interesting. I think that's what we'll come down to because you never really saw the pack, quote unquote. Even early in the race, things kind of spread out as as the race went on. So there really wasn't necessarily that typical, you know, mid two thousands pack racing that we're used to seeing. That was my takeaway from it was that it is far easier to lose the draft. It's like you uh, take a crappy car on like NASCAR 2011 and turn it on legend difficulty. Maybe that's not the right game I'm thinking of. Well, it's one, one, of, the, one of those games. It's very easy to lose the draft <laughs> yeah. and you're, you're out of shape real quick when you do that. And um, Austin Keeney uh, from wide, right. Natty light uh, tweeting me and asked if, that worried me for Sunday and it, it does a little bit, but mm-hmm. also 
with 40 cars on the track that's intriguing you have if the lead pack is four cars and one of them is harrison burton and then he makes a mistake not that harrison would ever make a mistake i think he's perfect he might win the 500 on sunday <laughs> damon's rolling his eyes i i already tanked joey logano's chances of coming on this podcast ever in the first yeah. five minutes so i gotta over compliment everyone else regardless Indeed. of who it is but that was nice. <laughs> um uh, it, it concerns me a little bit f- based on what we saw tonight is everything just once it once it single files out it strings out and, and that's what's kind of concerning is things are gonna string out a little bit so i i don't know it concerns me probably more than it should i guess but we'll see what sunday brings i i still think we're gonna get I think it's going to be tighter racing than what we saw tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I don't. Uh, I don't take the stock and said tonight uh, at all. I actually, I was texting Chris at the end of that race, and he was pissed off because he bet on Joey Logano. <laughs> and I said, Chris, why would you bet on this race? He said he he bets on everything. Naturally, like that is fair. But most of us, yes. All right, man. Out of any any of the events on the schedule to bet on, this would be my least favorite. Yeah, this one or uh, yeah, probably this one. This it's one just everything good. surrounding it. Like you didn't, no one wanted to race. Did you think Jacques Villeneuve? You now you thought his crew's messing a lot of stuff up. They even messed up his driver's suit. Yep. Okay. I was gonna say. <laughs> I think I texted you a joke. Yeah, you did. I texted you the other one. I was never mind. I'm gonna get canceled if I say either of those, and it's nothing, <laughs> nothing of racial or anything, anything very poorly. It's it's just something I wouldn't say. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I thought I thought Villeneuve's crew, I thought they were just bullshitting NASCAR. Yeah. I hope that's what happened. I want to hear that in 10 years. Yeah, we uh, we came down Pit Road and we told them the throttle cable's a little loose. won't work. They're like, well, you got to run a lap to qualify for the 500. And they're like, okay, we'll go run like six at half speed. They ended up passing Timmy Hill at one point. <laughs> so, NBM Motorsports is not putting too many parts. I'm just saying they, they did end up passing Timmy Hill at one point. After that, they after they got rolling, they ended up passing them at one point. They did go back behind them. I think it's stupid that no one in NASCAR has tried that. I'm surprised that we didn't see the front row try that. Hey guys, guys, the car's not turning on. Look, go in there, flip the switch. Yeah, see, not working. Looks like we can't race the duels. Oh shucks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it the. The give and take is if you don't go out there, it, then what do you get or what do you know about your car in a pack, especially the new car in a pack for Sunday? Like your car could go single car, be the best handling thing out there whatsoever, but then you go into the pack on Sunday and, you know, you're 
you're at the at the back of the pack on Sunday, well, you might be two tenths off the pace, and then you're, as we said, losing the draft a lot faster. Yeah, and that's uh, I mean, that spelled disaster for JJ Yaley. BJ McLeod. Kenny Hill wasn't hardly uh, in the race. You know, it's just. I mean, especially for those guys who had to had to race their way in, which that's the other thing that was kind of disappointing about tonight's duels is, you know, even six years ago or whatever it was when, when everybody was cheering for Brian Keselowski to get into the race, the duel, the, to race into the duel or to race into the 500 through the duels has kind of lost a little bit of its luster, especially when they do all this spread out single file stuff. And I think that's kind of what we saw um, in particular tonight with, well, you put a, you put a ramp on the back stretch and that fixes everything. All right. (laughs) Imagine the ride height and just the changes. Um, Someone, one of the listeners, if you're, if you're a diehard listener, you want to prove to me, I'll get you a free shirt in December. Tweet me after the last USAC midget race this year and say you guys need to do a podcast on the uh, the former fan favorites of NASCAR Twitter and the cycle that all of them go through. It is hilarious. Uh, you remember Josh Wise? Mm-hmm. We, I mean, I could we could speak on hours about just people who have popped up in that 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 was their career. It was like that. Yep. They got hot. Um. J.J. Yaley's another No, one. but I, I think Kaz Grala proved you wrong tonight on that. Like, I agree. It, it has lost its luster, and the charter system was – Yeah. I think that's supposed to try and fix that, and it is getting better, and I think the Grala thing is is a notion of how it's getting better. Um, you want to just make it a completely racing thing. You know, if you don't qualify in the front two rows, then qualifying really doesn't matter for the open teams. I mean, my – I'm not, I'm not telling you you're wrong or right. I'm not trying to suggest either of those. No, I, I think my thing is, is is taking it from a drag racing background is – I would you, like to see them drag race, yeah. If, no. If you don't Down pit row, one side to the other. <laughs> if you don't qualify, though, in the top 16 at, at an NHRA national event, there's no points, there's no charter, there's no nothing that saves you from – not competing that weekend. If you don't qualify, you don't race on Sunday. And I know NASCAR's had the the points system in place. And that's yeah, that's just the sponsorship thing. Like let's do that A main thing at Bristol. Twenty four right. start the main, you know? Right. So, you know, I, I get it. I understand that there's a lot of money things behind it that that are holding it back, but it needs to be more than just four spots total that are are being raced for well look at the indy 500 it's the same thing right i i just don't i i just don't know how to fix those i think the the biggest thing that they've got to do is you can't guarantee you know top 30 in points or top 35 i think is what it is now right i think it's 36 yeah 36 charters if you if you bought or if you own a charter you're guaranteed a spot in every race. Yeah, and I don't think yeah, you but should that's be, a selling point for your team. As well. I don't think you should be guaranteed a spot in in the that race. I guess if you just if, the five hundred. 
Yeah. If you want to, you know, because we're going to have short fields at some point this year. That That's undoubtedly going to be, ha- that's going to happen. But why, why for the biggest race of the year, that should be drawing more cars in. Why are we guaranteeing 36 spots in a 40 car field? It's fair. I mean, you're, you're right. But those, those cars that are coming in are, there's only a couple besides the 36 that are even going to try to run more than one race. So be it. No. So be it. Yeah. I, yeah, I get, I, I agree with you. you see what I'm to, saying? To I mean, point, but also with what NASCAR has done to this point, I'm yeah. not a big, I'm not the, the only thing I'm not a fan of, of it is like wasting the last six years of what you right. are trying to build. I'm a, I'm a trust the process guy um, in the least mirroring fashion of what you could think of Matt Campbell or the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> That's at the heart of the meaning of the term is just like, it's going all right. It's getting a little better. Let's see if it keeps getting better. And if it takes a nosedive, then I'll go with it. I just, I mean, NASCAR was in such a deep hole anyway, that the nosedive at this point is going to be like jumping off of a. What do you, what do you think of the momentum of the sport this weekend? I cut you off again. I got to stop doing that. No, I think I think uh, I think it's headed in the in the right direction. A lot of people There's, were tweeting out that there was the most people that they had seen at the duels in a long time. I think things are are headed in the right direction. Now, where NASCAR stopped a few years ago, back like I said, back in the early two thousands, when things were headed in the right direction or were in a good direction, then all of a sudden they stopped doing those things and. A, pushed away your old fans and stopped attracting new fans. And now they've got to continue to do both. You've got to keep your old fans and still attract new fans as they go forward. Yeah, then we let extends boner pills and Viagra sponsor. Well, I mean, when you drop when you drop <laughs> Winston as a sponsor, man, you're just you're in for a bad world of hurt. Oh, that was stupid. That was stupid as well. Um, and all. If if we want to do the political thing, I did want to say something. I mean, there was a three G. There's a three G car. If you don't know what three G is, it is different than marijuana, um, but it gives you the same effects. It's FDA approved, federally legal, and I know the FDA is under scrutiny from some people. But right. the the war on drugs ridiculous. If you're more interested in hearing about why I think it's ridiculous. I have a great podcast for you to listen to. Hit me up on Twitter for the link. But I thought it was cool seeing Tyler Reddick in the three G car um, just do that because the people that would get mad about it don't understand what it is. Right. And I just find some sort of irony in that that I love. And right. how far we've come that okay, that's fine now. And dropping Winston was probably the biggest mistake they've made in 35 years. 100%. When they wanted to get – basically what happened is they wanted tobacco and essentially alcohol, even though it took it a long, longer time and still is, they basically wanted to get it out of the sport. And Which just – it let people make choices for themselves. Exactly. You know? It's like I, I can smoke weed all day and – 
be a deadbeat and I can play what am I playing? off-road fury 2 on the playstation 2 all day and be a deadbeat but i choose not to do that right i there's you know i have an addictive personality i have to force myself to get addicted to writing about racing and sports but you do it right so you got you got to face your personal battles and do that by yourself but dropping a sponsor because like oh it's a cigarette company get out of here exactly give me a browser's car in the uh daytona 500 next year Lining up on the front row next to the Iowa State University car, right in front of Greg Biffle in the Grambling State 44. There you go. There you go. I've got it all, dude. Consp- now, that, now that conspiracy theory is back need, about. Uh, we need Kyle Bush back with his Appalachian State car. That's it. Yeah, that's right. And uh, William Byron in the Penn State car. The, well, that one. Or his Liberty University car. Either one. Or the uh, Jeff Gordon Texas A&M car. There you go. I'm telling you, we're gonna have the whole field covered covered by the <laughs> entire universities. I mean, everybody's gonna if, have a university on them. If you make March Madness and you get to the second round, you're guaranteed a spot in the yep. next Atlanta. See, let's that's that's, that's, our that's our problem, Connor. We're guaranteeing people things when we shouldn't be guaranteeing them things. They earn- <laughs> I feel like that'd be great. That would that would honestly both sides if they could work out a deal there with like a little. Five hundred grand extra bonus. I don't know what it costs to sponsor be cool. a car for a weekend. But you could, like you could absolutely do that. Do it in Indianapolis. It'd be cool. <laughs> oh man, I like the ideas we come up. With. Oh man, you, you just have no idea. But um, I mean, while we might as well talk about while we're on the topic is the fact of the the numbers and how you think that the numbers are in the right spot now. No, 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 no. I did well, not, I did not say that. I did not. I put an asterisk on my. I apologize to everyone's audio that I, I at this point in life. I'm very excited. I don't ask why. It's it's racing season. There's really no good explanation for it. Um, I said that. I would come out and say the numbers look fine on the cars that are designed around the numbers. One of which, the, the thing that got me to tweet this, and I don't love the cheeseburger and french fries on the side of the car. I think it looks a little stupid. But Bubba Wallace is number 23, and where the lines go and where they wrap around the bumper looks fantastic. If every team designed around that number and didn't just slap the number forward, we would all be looking at these cars like, wow, this is actually kind of all right. And that's that's what I've come to realize, is if you have a graphic designer that's worth a shit, then your car is going to look all right. And if you don't, I'd like to have them on the podcast and ask them about their stupid decision. That's why Keselowski's looks good. Bushers looks good. Yeah, unbelievable. The guy that got all the new stuff and said, I'm going to hire an analytics guy publicly and have this be a department and be progressive with things. Unbelievable yep. that he has nice-looking paint schemes. They've got good-looking paint schemes. Forward, forward thinking, always um, good. Michael I didn't mean McDowell's, to use progressive like a political term, so no one get on me. Yeah. Michael McDowell's paint scheme looks good. It's not – you know, they didn't just slide the number forward on last year's paint scheme. William um, Byron tweaked his a little bit. Right. Chase Elliott's even looks better, and I didn't – the renders of it looked awful. Yeah, Chase's looks good. I mean, even even though Larson never changed anything, it still fits 
the scheme pretty well. Um, Cindrix looks all right, but man, you think that's that Stenhouse's looks good on this? No, I, like I think I think the dual sponsor thing. The dual sponsor uh, is fine. It's, it's tough the to color. Do. It's the color and the size and the number that bothers. The color me. of the number you don't like. It's orange on a green and blue scheme. I would assume that they are trying to. I would assume Nos will be on that car. And right, I will. Just, I will assume that the number is going to be orange all year, and they wanted to make that like a logo thing. Okay, but I why don't hate them that for that. Top? But I think, and I think you should change it. But maybe that's what they're trying to do. It just looks. It looks really clunky. I think, and not the dual. The dual sponsorship deal. That's fine. They've done that on that car for years. That's always been a thing. It, but the number has always been white or or a color that is that fits everything instead of we got a blue car and a green car with white numbers and lettering and now all of a sudden we're gonna throw orange on there because we feel like it and we're gonna make the number half the size it was in the past yeah i still think the numbers need to be just as big as they are if not you're getting close to into territory but we've talked about that. some of them are are good size like I think all of Hendrick's cars, you can still read the numbers pretty well. Childress's cars, you can read the numbers well. Um, Penske, you can read the numbers well. But there's some that that are just are, are really small, I guess. So I am pretty excited. Because the next thing I was going to tell you is we're going to do a little bit of Daytona picks. And I have the odds on my phone. Mm-hmm. Now on DraftKings going into qualifying, Denny Hamlin was a plus eight fifty favorite. Yeah, now you can get him for what? Plus nine hundred. Yeah. Joey Logano's moved down to plus twelve hundred, and Ryan Blaney has moved up to plus one thousand. But this does open it up so I can pick eight drivers and make money on all of them, or pick nine, and if Hamlin wins, I make my money back. Right. So I'm excited about that. That's a really big thing for me. I'm going to make money on Sunday, basically. I have almost a one in four chance. Actually, if I throw out four cars that I think absolutely will not finish in the top ten, I will make money, no matter what. One in four chance. Yeah. Uh, there you go. You got it all made. I do. That's that's what we do here at Always Race Day. We figure it out. And I can pick all my favorite guys. I'm telling you. Who are you, who are you going after? You're going Keslowski's your number one, so oh, I don't know about number one. Sharpie that in to the blank. If, if this was, Damon's a big Keslowski shill, he actually told me if he ran one World of Allies season full time, he'd win the championship. If this was uh, if this was the <laughs> Talladega 500, then maybe. But Brad's, oh, he's going to Talladega. Brad's track record at Daytona is not very good. Yeah, I could not get you to admit that four months ago. I. I You're kidding me! In the past, I was no, no, I remember. I remember the conversation going. As, I just don't see Brad as a great speedway racer. And you were like, "Look at all this stuff he's done at Talladega, and he's even done good at Daytona." He has done good at Daytona, just not as good as he has at Talladega. It's a complicated podcast. It is very complicated. <laughs> we're gonna have to put one of those relationship status things up. It's complicated. Oh, we'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. That's perfect. Um, uh, regardless, I I think you know who I'm really 
I I mean, you look down the list and like Bowman's plus eighteen hundred, and he's starting on the front row. I mean, I know starting spots don't mean a whole lot, but that's that's a a pretty good number to get. Um, I mean, Stenhouse had a good good day, and he's plus twenty five. I think the guy though that still sticks out, and I told you this, you know, last week is. I think Willie B is flying under the radar. Yeah, you'd be right. I mean, I, I think he's flying under the radar. I think he he has got a a good piece underneath of him. Um I I just I like it. And at plus fifteen hundred, you know, you can win some money on that. Yeah. Um can I just say, I just want to say, if you follow John Rothstein, if you if you watch college basketball, and if you're if you're a sports fan that's into picking futures, <laughs> just stop it. It's stupid. Why? But, but golf, NASCAR, and tennis, you get the same damn odds oh, for yeah. everything that's going on in a weekend. Don't allow your money to be propped up for a plus six hundred bet for Gonzaga to win the championship, as if that's some huge amount of money. The odds they're giving NASCAR fans, fantastic. They do it for oh. IndyCar, um, and they kind of do it for F1, but usually in a, in a normal F1 field, the most charge that can win a race is three. So I get why that's going less. The one sad thing, though, is like last year when Larson won four in a row, including the All-Star race, I think the race, the fifth race, he was damn near minus uh, going in. So he well, was like, Kyle oh. Busch does that every time he races a truck. Yeah, well, yeah. But that's yeah, that that's fair. Okay. And at the time it, it felt the same. It felt the same. Right. Man, that dude went he goes on tears, man. And it's gonna be interesting this year to see if Brad Sweet and him do that again, because that's kind of where they make their money and make their seasons worth is in the summer when it gets hot. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking mostly from an Iowa standpoint, because it's only it's only the weather only like goes like kind of normal here. No, it gets hot. It gets hot in a hurry. Let's but, I want to go through they so they have a tab on DraftKings that just says Daytona specials. Mm-hmm. I want to go a couple of these. And Damon, I are you have it up right now, don't you? Uh I can find it. Oh, you don't know. You don't need to, you don't need to have it up. That's okay. You said Byron plus fifteen hundred. Well, I've got that. I've got the the individual race odds up. I don't know. Oh, it's just that. right next to it. It is? Just yeah. So if you're watching on our YouTube doesn't exist yet <laughs> okay i gotcha i want to i'm gonna get with matt van winkle and we're gonna figure out how to get like a cool background on it and i can just post the audio to youtube but i don't want people to go to youtube and take listeners from our spotify we're gonna tank our analytics already yeah see you need to you need to figure your analytics out before you start promoting stuff if if people saw how much three chi i put in my mouth before this podcast started on the video, like it'd be bad. I do have the specials up. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, I haven't consumed any three G yet tonight. Great product, I must. All right, all Hendrick cars to finish in the top ten plus three sixty. Yes or no? No. All right, Joe Gibbs. No. Same question for Penske. I think after Logano tonight, we can both take note of that. I'm gonna say no. I might take I might take the Hendrick one just because it's plus three, 650, 
The Joe the Gibbs one is one, plus nine fifty. I think out of all three of those, the Hendrick one makes the most sense. Right. They got the motors. They just I mean they got yeah. four guys that aren't notorious for racing on super speed. And then you look at like Gibbs, Christopher Bell really hasn't done much this speed weeks. He did win at Daytona last year. Right. Not, on, not on the super speedway, but on the road course. And then and then Penske has has Cindric, who is getting, I mean, really his first real but Joe Gibbs has Hamlin. That doesn't put Bell into the top ten. That's fair. Right. Oh, how about this? How about this? Any 23 XI driver, 2311. Uh, so that's Kurt Busch, Bubba Wallace, and Denny Hamlin to win the Daytona 500 plus 380. I don't like – I actually just don't like that bet because I could put a dollar on each of them and win more money than if I put a right. dollar on that. Right. That one's that one's interesting. Um, I would be more inclined to – to take it mainly for the Denny feature, though. But if I was going to do that, I think that, I would. Gonna... I think I would too. But like, I would just go bet Denny then. I yeah, but I, if I put a dollar on any of them, I'd make more money. I just right. figure the odds should be higher. I agree. Or lower on that. I mean, I, I would still. Yeah. I would still go get Denny. All right. Know. We might just. I'll go through the ones that sound intriguing to me, and I'll I'll just okay. skip. I'll try to skip as many as I can because there's kind of a lot. Um, Almarola and Daniel Suarez to both finish top 10 plus 450. No, Suarez, yes, Almarola, no. Yeah, I would go the same way. Pro- actually, I'd probably go the opposite, but still pick no. Yeah, I, I Suarez, Suarez always surprises me. He I, He's like Kyle Larson, right? I don't pick Kyle Larson, he does really well, right? Uh, Austin Dillon and Tyler Reddick to both finish in the top 10. Actually, I I know the number is low on this, but I would say yes. It's two twenty five, and I yeah, I'm not afraid of that one, honestly. I, I like that one. All right, uh, Brad Keselowski and Kevin Harvick to both finish in the top five. I'm going no on that. I will say no. Top five, right. no. Uh, Bush brothers, Kyle and Kurt to finish in the top five. I'm going to say no as no, well. I don't think either one of them. I don't are. like any combination. That's why I should have probably looked over these before I read. I don't like any combination of two people finishing in the top five. Yeah. Um, top five, especially at day. Like aside from like my two favorites in the race, but they're doing like themed, like they're on the same team. So but especially at like Daytona, I wouldn't, you wouldn't do top five, top 10, maybe top five. No. All right. Danny Hamlin, Austin Dillon, Kurt Busch, or Joey Logano to win the race plus 250. I'm going to say no. Yeah, the way I bet, I, I don't know if I'll take that. Hamlin and Bubba Wallace can both finish top five. The number 600. I'll still say no to that. You think no? No. Out of any of these, I like that one the best. I will say that. I think the next one actually has the best chance. Hamlin and Logano to both finish top five? Yeah. After tonight, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I, yes and no. I, I would say yes and no. But That's I don't. Right. I mean, now there's no no option with odds on any of these. There's just a yes, like driver who leads the most laps to win the race. I would say absolutely not. Yeah, that ain't gonna happen. I don't care if you minus fourteen hundred on that. I'd put twenty bucks. When was the last time that even happened? I wonder. I don't. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Driver who takes the white flag doesn't win the race is minus one fifteen. Yeah, 
There's a good reason What's for that. What's the no on that? Give me the plus on the no. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, it's the same, it's the same it's, number if if they're taking the white flag at the lead. Yeah, yep, you're right. It's the same odds, same uh, same deal. First 500 crowns, so you're picking a first-time winner, but only of Bush, Keselowski, Elliott, Larson, or Truex Jr. For how good of a plate racer Keselowski is, he doesn't have a Daytona 500, Damon. I know. That's why, hey, boys do. He didn't have a dual win until tonight either. So, Now, this is the dumbest bet I've seen yet. First-year magic, Austin Sendrick or Harrison Burton to win, plus 1,500. If I bet the same amount of money on both of them, I'd make more money. Again, yeah. Then plus fifteen hundred. I, I don't. Get we're gonna that. have to get a sponsorship with DraftKings. Piss them off. Get them to drop their sponsorship. Fire their odds guy, and then reconvene three yep. months later. I think that's yep. the only timeline that makes sense. Here. Um, let's go to the. There's some versus ones down here at the bottom. Uh, okay. More cars to finish in the top ten. Richard Childress or twenty three eleven. So that's Austin Dillon and Tyler Reddick. Richard Childress, and it is Bubba Wallace and Kurt Busch for 2311. I would go Richard Childress. I've already said Richard Childress, so I'm going to go with them. Yeah. I, uh, Kurt Busch does not impress me uh, for super speedways. Good driver. Yeah, he's won a 500. He just, but, okay, but like, what's he done the past 10 years? Win a 500. Was that in the past 10 years? Yeah, he won it in 14. All right, let's limit that to five. Won it in 17. My bad. It was seventeen. Yeah, year before year before Austin Dillon won. I feel like I've been. I might have a confession. I don't know. <laughs> it was he's his. Not he's not on my radar this weekend. He can be on yours. I'm not gonna blame you. He's not. I mean, he's not on my radar, honestly. And I was I mean, more talking to the fans, Damon. You got to think about the fans. This year. I get it. I think. Uh, I I just don't. I don't know. I think the Childress cars are a lot better collectively. And um, I think that, I mean, I know Bubba's a good, a good plate racer, but Bubba also makes some, some decisions that piss people off when he's plate racing. And that's an easy way to lose some friends and you don't want to lose friends the way we saw cars draft tonight. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, Let's go to more cars uh, to finish in the top 10 between Hendrick, Joe Gibbs, and Penske. Well, we've already answered that, so I'm going to take Hendrick. Yeah, yeah, I, I would go the same with you. Um, Stenhouse Jr. and Justin Haley to both finish in the top 10. Plus it's 300. a criminal offense that this is, all, uh, this is at plus 300, by the way. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> what are we talking about here? This, all right, uh, this was. These are interesting talking points. The odds suck. Yeah. Absolutely suck. One hundred two. I mean, those are two guys I'm going to have on my card on Sunday, and they're plus three hundred. I I mean, I would have Stenhouse nine hundred. What are you doing? I would have Stenhouse possibly, but are you? That that's awful. Plus, well, I, I told you I'm going to pick eight guys. Yeah, I know. You just so, want to have you want to have a third of the field. That's well, if you're going to let me make money. If I pick, if I got a one in four chance to win, you want <laughs> to make this much money? Let's do it. <laughs> the 
The last one was just Blaney and Logano to both finish in the top five, and that's plus four fifty yeah, <laughs> compared to two better plate racers above. Yeah. Uh, not not. I'm sorry, Blaney's above both of them, but still. Yeah. Oh man, dude. That's maybe awful. they'll maybe they'll adjust these tonight. I'll look at them tomorrow. I'll tweet some stuff out on them. Please do. That's, that is just brutal. Should I send it? Should I send a tweet to DraftKings? <laughs> You're stu- <laughs> dude, the people that don't Connor. listen are just going to be like, what is Connor bitching about? This is awesome. The prop bets suck. I mean, I get it. Most <laughs> odds no, makers, they suck. No, I mean, I get most odds makers don't really care as much about the NASCAR side of things. Like I'm reading a book right now that is the guy who makes the odds at the South Point. And which the South Point, who's owned by Michael Gaughan, who's Brennan Gaughan's father, who raced in the Cup Series and the Truck Series and the Xfinity Series. And so you would think that they would put a little bit more emphasis into it. And he, he's flat out admitted that he doesn't know a whole hell of a lot about NASCAR. So it shows that these odd makers don't know a whole hell of a lot about NASCAR. Now, I almost want to fix that, but we make a lot of money on the Always Ready to Stay Bet videos. We'll team up. I'll put Kasowski on my card with you. There we we'll, go. we'll bet together a little bit. I like that. I'm not telling you to bet eight guys. That is what I'm doing. I will not be betting eight guys. Why not? Well, first and foremost, I'm in a state that doesn't allow betting. Secondly, okay, well, that that makes more sense than secondly is I don't really have trust, I don't really trust eight guys or in eight guys to even bet on. All right, all right, that's fair. Okay, when we come back from this break, we're going to talk dirt racing a little bit at the end here. A couple of big moments tonight, uh, and a couple of different careers that I want to highlight. Uh, to make sure we get to that. And usually, guys, it won't be this NASCAR heavy. It usually won't be as heavy in both directions, but it's a big event type of thing. When the Knoxville Nationals come around, we're going to have all dirt sprint cars at Knoxville, and that's going to be the whole week. So bear with us either way, whatever fan you are, um, and we'll be right back after this break. All right, guys. Connor Ferguson here for the Always Race Day podcast. Want to talk to you a little bit about uh, Carl Chevrolet and the Carlotto Group. Uh, This podcast was made possible by them, uh, and they allow us to do everything that we want to do with a podcast and a racing website. Uh, They didn't send me an ad read and they didn't tell me to do this, but they are our partners uh, and I greatly appreciate them and want to take the time to say that. And now you're back in the episode. Hey, Damon. What's going on, man? Damon didn't know I was going to do it. He's just looking at me like, what the hell's going on? I had no idea. I think he was looking for the card I was reading off of. I tried to ad lib it a little bit. I actually was looking for like an ad sheet that you were reading, so... Yeah, he he did not have an ad sheet in front of him, but I figured it would be nice to do that. What a great group of people, though. I mean, the the Carl's Auto Group—they're a great group of people. I Uh, wouldn't shop for any type of car at any other dealership. I just don't trust them. Yeah, I mean, I've known a lot of people that have um, 
that have worked at Carl's that I, that still work there and, you know, just a, a great group of people. And, um, Carl in particular himself, I mean, he's the reason that Eddieville Raceway Park is still running. So it, it, it's a big deal. Absolutely. Uh, and we, I really, I do mean it like, uh, sincerely. Thank you. 100%. And I appreciate all of, uh, the partners we have and have had in the past that have also helped us keep it going. Cause if it wasn't for the guys that helped build the little bridge, uh, that might not be with us anymore. The guys that we have now, same amount, you know, right. Uh, I love all those guys. So, um, let's get into some dirt stuff. How about it? Yeah, let's go. Hey, your Carl Auto Group, Chevrolet, Toyota, Ford, Pontiac. I might just be naming cars that don't exist in their shops anymore. But anyways, take it, get to the racetrack, uh, and get down to Florida in February because Emerson Axum won a big race tonight, the USAC non-wing sprint car season opener um, in his first full year with the Clausen Marshall 39 car. I think it's Clausen Marshall, isn't it? Mm -hmm. CMR, right? Driven to Save Lives uh, sponsorship on that car, his first race in the car uh, as a non-wing sprint car driver. And Emerson Axum goes and takes home the win. How about that at, at Ocala? That's, you know, that's cool stuff. And um, it, it's it's even more special being in the car that, that he's in. I think that that's a lot of it. I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, but, yeah, what a – what a cool way to get your your non-wing career started. That that's big. Yeah, I mean, shoot, I wish uh, I wish there was more uh, pizzazz behind that. I wish mm -hmm. I could have brought a little more. I've been burnt out this week a little bit, honestly. There's uh, been a lot going on. Yeah, all uh, right. Super super cool for him to uh, get that W though. I mean, one hundred percent. You can't get the season started off better than if you win the race. And that was the same for Dale McDowell uh, earlier this year. He didn't know if he'd be in a late model again, uh, but he won the World of Outlaws late model season opener. Uh, they only had one race that week. There was stuff postponed to rain. Mm -hmm. um, Wednesday night, there was a doubleheader. He didn't win either of those. But he came back and won race number four today, and he is – I don't know if he's leading the points for sure. I think he might be, but he's got two wins with the World of Outlaws Late Models. How he about the Mac him. Daddy, man? Talk about that is that's is that his thing. nickname? I suggested a couple during the commercial. Yeah, break. you you he did, did like suggest a couple, but that is not. Uh, it, it is the Mac Daddy. That is what it, it actually is. But no, that was that's pretty cool. Um, pretty cool for him, and you know, like like you said, we have talked about it. But the the story of him actually um, getting to race this year is a big big deal. So um, it's cool you know, to see him carry it on, and obviously his Volusia setup's really good. I wonder if he will consider going on tour full time with the Outlaws. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and we don't know anything on the inside, guys. We're not trying to speculate, rumors, create right like that. Right. Um, I mean. I, I hope he does. That'd be he's sick. Sitting fifth, he's sitting fifth prior to tonight. So, 
I mean, it only helps him going. How far back was he tonight? 20. Going into the night, he was 20. He was 20 back from Chris Madden going into the night. So, at most, like 14. I mean, he probably gained a couple of spots. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he probably even got all the way up to second would be would be a pretty darn good guess because I think he put it near near the front in qualifying as well. So, um, no, I, I, I think it, it's a big deal. I don't think a, enough people are making out um, what how big of a deal it actually is to see him in a race car and and doing well right now yeah it's uh it's super cool to see and there's stuff like that all over dirt stuff and mm-hmm. i was about to bring up a twitter commenter <laughs> from the uh chili bowl oddly enough but <laughs> i just i don't want to give those people too much attention exactly hopefully uh you guys go interact with our twitter uh send me questions send me suggestions damon always race day any account send it to us we'll we'll answer them on the podcast or we'll we'll just read them if you have a thought and it's funny enough we like to we like to just throw things out there come up with a funny example um mm -hmm. okay i could say my joke from a second ago (laughs) no no i don't i don't think you want to do that i I don't think you want to do that Dennis from Clive has sent one in. Yeah. Be the same joke that I just made to you. Oh, yeah. Was <laughs> Weird. That's no, what we should start doing is just if someone doesn't like anything. Yeah, we can say it with somebody else. I, I think I've just opened the door for us to basically get away with anything we want. Yeah. yeah just yeah. almost anything. I think I think you did. All right. That's That's going to come on episode 23. So now you can be Steve from New York and didn't even know it. That's right. I dude, I could do an Australian accent on anyone no, please from, don't. from down under. No, please don't. I okay. I can't do it now. No. That would be too not. easy. I'll I'll break it out when you least expect it. And of course you will. I just wanted to also point out about the outlaw the world of outlaws late models tonight is for the longest time, or not the longest time. But for a little while throughout hot laps and qualifying is Todd Cooney was leading the, his group, which is a big deal. Des Moines, Iowa native. Yes, exactly. Des Moines guy. Got to watch him. I watched Todd Cooney run late models when I was a kid, man. I mean, it, he, so for him to still be going out there and, and competing, that's pretty cool. Yeah, when he's out front, man, we, we call it Cooney's Island. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think nicknames are just as dopey as, as a lot of people do. <laughs> All right, next week, uh, look out. I will break into an Australian accent at some point on the next podcast, um, and then we will have uh, Bozy. Oh, look, I probably won't be able to make that podcast now. But you're not going to make Bozy. <laughs> Well, you said the timing about- worked out there. We're on a little, we're on slight delay. All right, but Damon just said he doesn't want to meet Bozy. I Zip. actually didn't want to meet your Australian accent. I would love to meet Bozy. I one of my best friends is from Australia. He's taught me a lot. Uh, it, never mind. I kicked his ass in the sprint car game on PS2, though. 
That doesn't make your Australian accent better. He went six laps without getting around the, lap, the track without spinning out. Good for him. Well. What happened on lap seven? He, he still lost the race. He got around. He was six seconds off my fast lap on the shortest track in the game. Well, I'm just saying. His sprint car game is as bad as your Australian accent game. I, but he's taught me so much. And you must have been a terrible teacher to him. I can't come back from that. You're probably right. Yeah. I did try to teach him how to ice skate, and he couldn't. Well, Eh. that's fair. You got to teach him edges, and then. Yeah, see. It's a a tough. You can't do it in an hour. Yeah, no. No, you're going to need more than an hour. No, absolutely. Okay. Um, Yeah, send us your suggestions, your reactions, your stuff. I'm kind uh, of curious to see how this weekend goes to ask Bozy some questions based on the cars and, and what we see. I'm going to have to read like all his, I'm going to pop an Adderall tomorrow. I'm prescribed. Don't worry. And take like an hour and a half to read all of his tweets and get like educated. And then I'll probably do it again before we podcast with him. It's going to be a good podcast. But yeah, we, we try to get him on before the relax a little too busy and that's, Completely understandable. He's having the time of his life. Yeah. I'd love that. That's the only way I'll ever stay up for a Rolex again is if I go. Oh duh. But we're uh we're we're getting way too <laughs> we're getting back into <laughs> stuff we've talked about and stuff we even stuff we haven't. But right. anyways, thank you all for listening. Uh we will see you for episode twenty three. It will be directly after the Daytona five hundred. We'll try to have it up on Sunday night. So appreciate y'all for listening. Uh and if you're, li- well, if you're listening now, it's probably Friday. The truck races tonight. Why don't you turn that on? Fox Sports 1, Daytona. All the truck races, Fox Sports 1. Easy to remember, right? Yep. Um, turn that on, see what happens, and uh, hopefully we get a good race out of it. Appreciate y'all.